What is up, everybody? Keith Jameson, Joe by Gator Guy 231 across the BFS industry. And it's Friday morning. It's been a hell of a morning already. Decided to run out of gas on the way to take the kid to school. Did not realize how that is like one of the stone worst things you can do, which like obvious reasons, right? Obvious reasons, like it sucks, but it's like the waiting game for the white to show up at the gas can. It's the four-year-old in the back seat going, Dad, why did you run out of gas? <laughs> Jesus. Then you finally get him to school. And immediately he tells like the first like every single person he sees, Dad ran out of gas. Dad ran out of gas. Thanks. Thanks, kiddo. So anyhow, <laughs> you guys are here for gas stories or tales from parenthood. Um just gonna talk about the four game EPL slate. Quick reminder, like, subscribe, comment. No matter uh, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on any of the pod feeds, do appreciate you listening. And then just, you know, quick plug for the, the chat. Um, you know, we cover every every slate at this point, I think with the exception of MX, which, uh, I mean, on Saturday, no, there's no MLS. So I'm assuming that we'll be covering uh, Liga MX. Actually, Liga MX is about to be in the playoffs. So anyhow, um, you know, we cover almost everything. So it's a great place to be, learn soccer, uh, ask questions, all that good stuff. All right, let's jump into it. So it's a Man City slate, Man City at home, minus 770 for Southampton. I've talked about this, you know, I don't even know if the word's ad nauseum, but you know, early Holland obviously being with City makes the whole City roulette thing, I think just a ton easier because goal notifications happen, whether there's a goal or assist, you expect Holland to be part of it. And then it's KDB. So, you know, you can, there's just two free scores. KDB rested midweek. Holland uh, left after the first half uh, for rest too after scoring two goals. So, you know, those twos are just really easy. You just plug them in. I mean, at this point, I don't know at what what salary Holland's at that he wouldn't be a plug-in player. What's the matchup? Maybe, like, Chelsea away, Liverpool away. If he's, like, 12K, you're, you're not playing him. But it's really hard to picture any other matchup that you're not playing him. Certainly here at Southampton at home, it's just a plug-and-play. I think at this point, the decisions just become is how much are you going to try to do. Foden got jumped up to 10,000 after the huge game this weekend, so I think he's going to be really hard to fit in, especially with KDB in. It's not like you can uh, assert like a ton of corners for him. Uh, Grealish is cheap, 6,500, looked really good midweek. Whatever, anybody would look really good midweek. Um, God, I'm already blinking on the team, but the team's name that they played, but you know, they're just not very good. Then I think it's the fullbacks, Cancelo, and with all the injuries, Sergio Gomez is, is going to keep playing. And Sergio Gomez is actually more of a normal DFS type of player than Jao Cancelo. Jao Cancelo, you know, kind of like assumes his midfield midfield role in the Pep system, and he's fantastic. But he also doesn't have like 15 DK games in his pocket without like a goal or assist. He's not gonna get like 10, 15 crosses. Now I say that he's gonna do it. But Sergio Gomez, like we saw this back in the Anderlecht days. Sorry, I had the gas can still in here, so I uh, had this to make it, uh, all right, there we go. <laughs> so Sergio Gomez, a lot more of a traditional DFS player, a lot more crossing, getting in the box, staying wide uh, for crosses and shots. So you could argue to play him, but I think the majority are just gonna like plug Cancelo in. Um, but that'll actually be a big decision. Let's say that's a good place to differentiate, especially in GPP. I expect Can uh, Gomez to be at least half of the ownership of Cancelo. I think that's how some people go, and then a lot of people will play Ederson because 
you know, like uh, Blenderhead had popularized that concept, which is a good concept a while back, which was, you know, rather than trying to risk what city piece is going to score, just take the goal from Ederson, assuming he gets a clean sheet and win, which makes a lot of sense, has its own fallacies within it too, just in terms of like not really process, just because City just is conceding more than we're used to City conceding in the past. But Southampton's attack is not something to be like super concerned with. Like, are we going to be concerned with Joe Arrivo, Adam Armstrong, these type of guys versus City? I would, I would lean towards no. I'm not that concerned about those. So, you know, Ederson, I would say, is probably the top keeper um, on the slate. Uh, all else being removed. So, I think I cover City. Nobody in Southampton. It's not a WordPress spot. Like, this is the actually the opposite of a James WordPress spot. Um, Wolves going to Chelsea. Wolves fired the sack the manager last weekend. Chelsea minus 250 under Graham Potter. 1 3 0 versus Milan. Looked a lot better. They're not necessarily like producing great VFS scores, though. Um, Reese James scored a goal and assisted and did not take corners. So, you got like the <laughs> the good and the bad with Reese James there, right? It's like, okay, great, you're still attacking and doing those type of things, which is fantastic. But, you know, we were playing you for the eight to ten crosses and the set pieces. And if you're not going to have that, it makes it a lot harder. Ben Chilwell and Mason Mountain split those sets. Ben Chilwell had a whopping three corner or three crosses playing wing back on those sets. And it's actually funny, if you go back to Brighton, Cucurella would play that left wingback spot a lot. He wouldn't cross too much. He would have his games. Don't get me wrong. There are those games, but he wasn't like a prolific crosser. A lot of times at that right wingback spot, Lamptey or um, Saldi March were the crossers. So I think that's worth noting. But James Chola both fine. Mount, fine. Mount just doesn't get goals or assists anymore. But he's 7,400. I think he could be really intriguing. I don't think he'll be very, very owned here. And certainly at the price and given the odds, it makes sense. Obama Yang got to 7,000. I think he's okay. You know, if Kai starts with him, Kai at 5,000 or Abba at 7,000, I'm playing Kai. Um, I think Kai would be a really popular punt if he starts, but it probably should be Sterling. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with Kai anymore. Sell him in January. Finance, who was it? And Cuckoo they wanna bring in. So finance that with the sale of Kai. Uh, nobody else from Chelsea really worth noting. I think I covered them all. Cucurella's back in. Just be careful with Cucurella. Like, Cucurella can play that back three or Potter's gone to back four, which in either case, you know, it's a little bit scarier to play him. Um, all right, Brentford going to Newcastle. I think Trippier is a really solid play at like 6,200. I, I think he's still a little bit softly priced, especially if you don't see target in. If you don't see target, then Trippier takes both sides. And at that point, he's just like a stone lock type of play, I think. I just think it's pretty, it's fairly easy to get to him. Just depending on what you do with City, right? If you sack the crap out of City, if you like try to force Foden, or let's say like Bilva or something like that, you're not gonna be able to do it. But if you kind of just go Holland, um, KDB, and then like a fullback or not even a fullback, then you can fit more. 
Um, so Trippier would be the option. I think that one of my favorite punt, op, punt forward options is from this game. I think Joel Ellington is really interesting. He's playing this hybrid like 8-10 role where he just roves, roams a lot, gets some fouls drunk, gets some tackles, gets some shots. And outside of the Liverpool game, it was like 7-9 and 10 floor points, which is really good. You know, I, I hate the saying, this happens a lot in so rare, it's like, man, he'd be so good if he just got goals or assists. And it's the reality is sometimes guys just don't get goals or assists. I do think Joe Ellington has goals and assists in him. Um, I don't know if it'll be this weekend, but you know, if you do actually get one of those on top of a pretty solid floor, you're in really good shape there. Um, you know, Callum Wilson or Isaac, whoever's starting at, at the nine, probably better for GPP. Almiron's been okay. Bruno Wigmeris, um, it's like an awesome Sawyer player. A little bit less for the DFS side. I think he's uh, all the hype that he got from like the crazy start to his career at Newcastle and like getting a little bit more of goal and assist involvement than he probably quote unquote should. Um, probably has his price still a little elevated. On the Brentford side, um, I really don't like targeting teams versus Newcastle at St. James. I just think it's a really, really bad spot. Um, and Blema and Jensen would be the only two I would go there. Tony for GPP if you think the goals are there, but um, you know, for cash and optimal, which we're talking about here, that wouldn't fit the bill. And Buemo, though, I guess is fine. I think I prefer Joe Allenton to him, though. Um, but those are your sets. Final game, Leicester going to Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth, uh, Tavernier is actually proving to be one of the better floors in all of EPL DFS. Like, Bournemouth is bad, and it's had bad matchups, and the guy still produces. There's actually a really good spot for Bournemouth, even though they're plus 250 at home. Leicester's defense has been atrocious. Leicester looked a lot better last weekend, but I'm not going to let one weekend change kind of what's been now about, like, the end of last season, the start of this season, showing just not a great team. So, um, you know, I really like Tavernier. I think it was, like, 65 or 6600. I think he gives you close to a double-digit floor, then obviously, if there's a goal or assist involvement, you know, Yahtzee, we're in great shape. Madison, I would love to play. He's really expensive. He's more than KDB. Um, at that point, you know, I would almost like just want to use like Foden to fill my forward spot with, then to spend up for Madison. I think, you know, I think the lineups are going to really depend on, the, really going to decide the slate in a lot of ways. But the price on Madison is just really, really high. Um, so just know that going in. But it's a great spot for Madison. Bournemouth's one of the worst teams in the league. Madison's taking monopoly set pieces. Obviously, he plays that attacking role that gives him really good goal assist involvement upside. But really, when you're talking about Leicester, it's all Madison in terms of DFS production. Harvey Barnes had a great game last time, but he's going to be more goal assist dependent. Same with Vardy. And then Tielemans, if Madison's on, doesn't get set pieces, so you really can't play him. But that's about it from that game. It's like Tavernier, Madison, nobody else really in play. Um, so that's going to do it. Uh, just under 11 minutes here. Uh, probably 10 minutes of, act of actual analysis when you take out the gas story. But um, do appreciate you guys watching. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot them in the chat here. Um, all the notifications on my phone, so I'll try my best to answer what I can. Thank you all for watching. Good luck on Saturday. With that, I'll say see you.